Hey gang, what's going on? Hydroberg here at Cut Above Horror Review. Tonight we are covering all the angles of 2016's The Void with back by popular demand returning guest, Amy Burke. So grab your cleanest cult sheets and strap in for an acute good time. A Cut Above Horror Review starts now. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host Jacqueline and tonight we'll be discussing the film The Void from 2016. But first let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, in response to popular demand, we are very pleased to welcome back the infamous, the notorious, the hilarious, the stupendous, the gorgeous... Amy Burke. Welcome Thank back, you. Amy. <laughs> Thank you so much. I thought, you know, when you froze on stupendous, I thought you were gonna say stupid. And I was like, yeah, no, the tracks is cool. <laughs> no, I was I couldn't like my brain couldn't decide whether to say stupendous or spectacular. Ooh. And so it, it took a second to like I get the that. right thing out. <laughs> so. I like it either way. Either way, stupendous, stupid. <laughs> no, wonderful. not that, not that. <laughs> Uh, no, Amy joined us some time ago for our Halloween 3 episode, and we got such a positive response to her appearance, her sparkling wit and personality. And so it's been too long coming, but she has rejoined us she, to talk about She the was board. on the Christy episode also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Christy, Christy, Christy yes. We had <laughs> I a good about, laugh. Christy, I forgot yeah. about Christy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad to be back. Uh, let me tell you what, Welcome I've been back. itching for it, to be completely honest. I've... I've just been like, man, I want to jump back on there. But, you know, I didn't want to be like all up in your DMs all the time. Like, hey, can I come back? Is there any Put way? me in, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, we're excited to have Amy back. And we'll talk more in just a moment about all the stuff she has going on and where you can find her and see some of her stuff that she does. But I want to get to our final member tonight. Last but not least, it's Hydraberg. What's going on? Stupid Hydraberg. Yay! <laughs> What's up, guys? Amy, thanks for coming back. Thank you. How's your uh, how's how's your day going, Hydroberg? Uh, my day's not bad. Not bad. Pretty good. Pretty pretty hey, good. Pretty good. We we're spreading the Larry David around to listeners oh, yeah. now. <laughs> We've been How are you good. doing, Jacqueline? I'm okay. Thank you. I I I get. I'm neutral. I think nothing particularly That's fine. good. Nothing neutral, bad. Okay. So I'm I'm I, yo. I will take neutral. Yeah, it's far like preferable sweeted. to suck. So, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Absolutely. Uh, so, Amy, mm-hmm. in case our listeners miss the Halloween three or the Christie episodes, do you want to tell them about some of the stuff that you do and uh, things that people can see and follow and watch, etc.? Yeah, sure. So um, I am your local weirdo. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I am a performer, a writer, um, an overall weirdo. Um, I You can find me on Instagram, which is my name, A-M-I-E-B-U-R-K-E, A-Bomb. That's where you can find me. Or at my website, which is my name, amyburke.online. Uh, you can find a bunch of stuff that I'm into. Um, recently, I am a part of a improv comedy troupe in Detroit called Ants in the Hall. Um, we have we do shows every Thursday night. It's a new show every Thursday night, and we do all kinds of ridiculousness. Um, this week, we are actually doing uh, Tales from the Crypt Hamtramck. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so we have a lot of fun. Um, we do that. And uh, I also just got word today that I submitted to be uh, a part of a writer's team um, for a, uh, it's called, uh, <laughs> this is horrible. It's called the uh, Dead Father's Day uh, show. It is a our uh, comedy sketch uh, show that will be taking place at Planet Ant in Detroit. And I just got word that I'm part of the writing team. So woo! Woo, that's awesome. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds very upbeat. In June. <laughs> what was that now? It sounds very upbeat. Very upbeat. Um, extremely upbeat. <laughs> I, I think I, I sent in like a couple of um, ideas for like uh, like vampire dad and like various other ridiculousness. Oh, cool. So it should so be undead Father's Day. Right. Undead Father's Day or nice. dead. Just straight yep. up dead. Whatever. <laughs> whatever dead. you got going on. <laughs> so my Zombie by the dead. way, my father is alive and well. I just want to make that clear. He's cool. <laughs> He's probably going to be very irritated <laughs> that I got a show called dead father's day but hey that's fine um and uh yeah i pretty much kind of uh do that sort of stuff and i just wrapped a um it was called stupor a celebration of bad ideas uh i performed a five minute monologue um and it was me doing the monologue and also acting it out with other actors um so that was actually the first time <laughs> that i ever had to memorize a script and it was uh -huh. a monologue and I had to act it out. It was crazy. And we did it. And oh, I'm so glad that it was super fun. And I had an amazing time. Um, but also I am so glad it's over with because boy, was it freaking me out to have everything, you know, uh, word for word nailed down. That was, yeah, that's pressure. Ooh, it was hard, but we figured it out. Awesome. Kinda. <laughs> Good for you. Do you think that um, there might be clips of the Dead Father's Day show that you might be able to post later on your social medias after after it takes place? Possibly. Uh, it's going to happen in June. So oh, we got okay. quite a ways. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if it does, if we are able to get some clips, definitely I will post those up. For Rad. Sure. Yeah. Um, everybody should follow Amy on Instagram. She's one of my favorite follows. I feel like yeah, there's always good. just something interesting that she's got to say. She does this weekly um like tarot reading pre making predictions <laughs> for your weekend yeah but the weekend prediction with cards against humanity yeah it's not tarot cards it's cards <laughs> no. against humanity yeah, so like um it. every time i see one i always think it's the best one until the next week and then i see another one I'm like oh that's the best one so man yeah. the cards don't lie you know they your don't they don't really every good too. everything don't. you said came true last weekend amy told so, you yep <laughs> <laughs> It totally did. I'm not going to say what they were, but it, it all happened. All of it. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad to be here with you guys. This is a nice way to spend my Monday evening. So um, you guys want to get into some horror stuff? Yay! Yeah, you got some all news? Right. I got some news. And let me tell you something. For once, it's all good news. You ready? Nice. Okay. All right three different things that um, I think are pretty exciting. So y'all may have seen this already. I'm not sure it's been all over the socials today, but uh, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. So if you didn't already know, 15 or so years ago, he had a fake trailer in the Grindhouse double feature um, advertising like a slasher called Thanksgiving, but it didn't exist because it was a fake trailer. Great reception from fans. Everybody's been clamoring for 15 years. When's he going to make the actual movie? When's he going to make Thanksgiving? It's coming out this November. Nice. So we could be excited for that. Yes. Um, Hyderberg, you do not look excited at all. <laughs> no, I actually, I mean, 
I, I am one of those people that saw Grindhouse in the theater, and I did love that that fake trailer. I'm just a little weary of Eli Roth making something 15 years later after, you know, I don't know. Uh, I just hope I hope it delivers. Machete, mm-hmm. I thought was OK. The first Machete. Yeah. I don't know if it warranted a sequel, but I do. I love Death Proof, to be honest. I love both the movies that were there and my theater experience was amazing. Same. Uh, See, you yeah. and I are old enough that we were, yeah. you know, we could have actually been there. I, I suspect some listeners may be too young for that, but it was 2000. It was probably the closest I'll ever get to having been in a theater for like an exploitation film of like mm-hmm. back in the day, like the 70s, you know, before I was yeah, born. Exactly. That's what it felt like to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, to I, see I hope that. it's good. I wanted to see that in the drive in. That would yes. have been oh, awesome. Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know. Maybe someday it'll have like a, a drive-in release somewhere. So, yeah. Anyway, so that'll be coming out just in time for Thanksgiving. I'm sure, you know, a lot of us are going to be kind of waiting with bated breath to see if it lives up to the excitement that the trailer made us feel, even though we knew there was no movie for it. But, you know, I think Eli Roth is good about wanting to please his fans. And I think he's, you know, if he's going to the trouble of doing this in response to like, fan enthusiasm and the, the you know the demand over the years for it i feel like he's gonna probably try hard to hew close to the bone and stick with you know what made the trailer exciting and lovable in the first place yeah at least that's I, what the optimistic side of me says and they don't have to mirror some of the scenes from the trail but i hope there's a couple at least that like they get um i want the vibe of that like pilgrim killer like and i i would love if it looks like an old-time film with that yes. film grain on it, because that's what the trailer was so good at. Like it was like a 70s exploitation slasher. Mm-hmm. And then I just hope it does well, because then maybe it'll pave the way for Werewolf Women of the SS by Rob Zombie. Oh, God damn <laughs> it. Right. I was already planning to get that in and you beat me too. Oh, my bad. Maybe we should talk um, before the show. No, no, no. That's Every part of the fun friends. is like, who's going to get it in first? But I couldn't anyway, help good job. It was one of those trailers. And then yes. what she said. That trailer actually was good. The Werewolf Women. It was good. Yes, yeah. it was. I hope Rob will take heat and do something with that. But um, yeah, so that'll be out around Thanksgiving. Some surprising cast members, like surprisingly big name cast members. Um, Rob Lowe, they're... right? I don't see Rob Lowe. I thought I saw Rob Lowe announce I see Patrick Dempsey. And... Maybe that, that was it. That was it. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey. So Dr. McDreamy is going to be in it, as well as possibly the love of my life, Gina Gershon. Mm. So, yeah, mm. I'm. if she's in it, I'm I here love for her. it. Yeah. Oh, God, she's so gorgeous. But, um, mm. yeah, so... Heidelberg, I'm with you. I hope I, I hope we see some clips from the actual, you know, original trailer back in the day, recreated in the movie. I, for one, demand to see the girl jumping on the trampoline yes. and landing in a split on the. And knife. I want to see someone fucking a turkey. That's a must, <laughs> obviously. And they need I mean, the that same just goes voice to do the trailer. White meat, dark meat, it'll all be carved. That was actually really good. You should do it. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope old Eli gives you a call. You know, All right. Really well, he hope... listens to the show, so he knows. I really okay, Eli, actors... call Hydraberg. What, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really we'll do hope lunch. these actors absolutely love doing these kinds of movies. Like, I, I hope that they're, like, just super excited about it. Who the fuck would not be? Right? That's I mean, what seriously, saying. that's what that's you what want I in wanna that do. role, you know? I want yeah. to do so many B movies. It's stupid. Like I, I, that's what I would love to do. So I, I hope that these big names are like super excited to do this, like weird Thanksgiving, crazy exploitation B movie horror slasher type situation. 
We need more Thanksgiving horror anyway. So absolutely, one hundred percent. So yeah, I mean Patrick Dempsey is a little bit of a surprise to me, but it does Mm -hmm. automatically give him cool points. Yeah, I feel like he's going to play a detective or something. He's going to be the guy on the case. I want him to be the killer. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll be the turkey. (laughs) (laughs) No, Christian Bale's going to CGI him as a turkey. You know. (laughs) I don't even know what to do with that. (laughs) <laughs> all right next story i you know sometimes i'm wary of these uh like reboots as series you know the things that were originally movies and then they get rebooted you know after some time in, in a series but this one i'm kind of excited about fatal attraction any wow. fatal attraction fans here interesting okay. it's getting a paramount plus series starring lizzie kaplan huh of Castle Rock fame, of Cloverfield yeah. fame, of Mean Girls fame, uh, lots of other things, actually. Um, the, the Fleischman thing fame. So she's going to star in the Glenn Close role. Interesting. Really? Okay. So this could be cool. So this is going to be premiering at the end of this month. So April 30th of 2023 on Paramount+. Plus. And it's a series and Lizzie Kaplan has been quoted as saying that it's going to kind of be updated with more modern sensibilities about like mental illness. And the woman in the story is not just necessarily going to be the automatic villain and the Michael Douglas character being the hero. You know, there's more I mean, nuance to it than that. Wife, yeah. So he, he really shouldn't be seen as the yeah. hero in that film but yeah so so lizzie kaplan said now audiences have changed so much we are no longer primed to believe in this villainous woman story she's clearly mentally ill and that's not something that's really touched upon at all in the movie so um it's also Man- starring amanda peet and d wallace who is my amanda number one Pete. favorite scream queen yeah amanda peet and d wallace wow that's yeah. interesting i mean that is the you could as long as the episodes, there's not too many episodes, I feel like you could have a nice tight story that could play out in long form mm-hmm. and you could tell that story a little bit better and have some tension to it and you know character development. I'm I'm kind of like, I don't know the show that well, but I'm sort of thinking as soon as you mentioned that, I was thinking of that Netflix show, You, sort of where that has similar vibes to from what I know of it, of like, um, like mm. a relationship with sort of like. I know, I know a decent amount about the first season, and that was kind of it. But yeah, like, we just finished off. up the fourth se- fourth season, okay. and it definitely goes in some different places. Yeah, there, okay. But, um, the, the premise reminded me a little bit of that in the beginning. Yeah. So I think because Lizzie Kaplan is attached to this, that makes me trust it more because yeah. I feel like she's made good career decisions, and I really like pretty much everything I've ever seen her in. So I feel like I have some confidence in her. Yeah, she's yeah. a good actress. So, yeah, I'll definitely be trying that. All right, you ready for my last piece of good news? Yeah. Of course. Yes. Of course. Rob Zombie's brother, Spider oh. One, has a new horror movie slicing into Tubi later this month called Bury the Bride. So it's his second horror film. Let's hope this one has an ending. You said you said it was good. Oh, no. I'm still waiting for the good news to jump. <laughs> Is it, is it hiding behind that? No, no that's the news. Or? You, oh. you oh, get that's to the good watch news. Okay. a new Spider-1 Oh, film. yeah, straight to Tubi. That's always a good sign. Yep. So. Coming up in just a couple of weeks, April 22nd. That's 19 days. In just 19 days, you can I watch see the what we're gonna, second. We're gonna be, I see what we're going to be covering pretty soon. Abs- I've rearranged the whole schedule. 
So yeah, get ready. Someone get Anya Gore on the phone. We need to get her on. Yep, I've Her even got Spider One on the electric phone. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, I I was joking about that being. That's why I saved it for last because I was like, oh, he's gonna hate this. <laughs> that, you knew we were is, all gonna bail. So this is we are we are doing this show like two days after April Fools. Is that an April Fools joke? Yeah. Or? Um. I I just no, it's not. Sorry. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> I do have a little bit of April Fools news. Did you guys hear about the Midsummer? Uh screening yeah I did. Harry Oster. Yeah. so there was a screening in uh, i believe in new york at the alamo draft house um uh, someone that we actually know the librarian from the slack chat went to go see it and it was supposed to be for midsummer and everybody that went was surprised to find out that they were actually at a secret screening for his new movie Bo is afraid that's oh, so wow. cool slip that in there and everybody was got to see it the new film before it releases as that's like an cool. april Fool's prank yeah, that is pretty yeah, cool, yeah. really cool <laughs> Although somebody did mention in the Slack, like, I hope you didn't have any plans for afterwards because Bo's Afraid is like an hour longer than Midsummer. Yeah. (laughs) Unless actually, no, because Midsummer is not, Midsummer is pretty long too. So if it was like the director's cut, it would have been similar. That's true. That's close. It's close to three hours, but still, yeah, you're right. I hope you didn't have reservations for something right after. Right. Like immediately after. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Broken. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think the librarian seemed pretty stoked to have gotten to see an early. Screen. I just thought that was a cool thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's cool to just sli- kind of slide it in there for April Fool's. That was yeah. interesting. Totally. That's a good one. So a couple, I, I see how you were trying to steer away from my Spider One story there, Hyderberg. No, 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 let's have... go back to Spider Spider One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's oh, yes, more. Let's. There's more. Well, so just a few details that I thought were interesting. Uh, we're going to see Chrissy Fox in it again, who was also in Allegoria. We're going to see Scout Taylor Compton again, who was also in Allegoria, although not credited. Weirdly, uh, Chaz Bono is going to appear hmm. in this movie, and some other people that I don't know who they are. So <laughs> it was also written by Chrissy Fox and Spider One and produced with Chaz Bono. So lots of involvement huh. from the cast as well. Uh, the story basically has to do with uh, a bride-to-be who's getting married. She goes away with her friends for a bachelorette trip and her fiance and his backwoods friends show up to crash the party. Dun, okay, dun, well, dun. based on the premise, I could see it possibly being fun. Like. Yeah. It's less heady than his other film. Like his other film try definitely tried to hit a certain note that just it wasn't I don't know. It, no brown note. Yeah, I didn't mean <laughs> that to be, but Oh no. It just didn't it didn't work. I don't know. It wasn't for, thoroughly thought out maybe. I don't know. I, uh, we have you seen Allegoria? I have not. And you needn't. You needn't. No. I was just no. going to ask. Just Should listen I? to our episode on it. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Just listen to our episode. That's all you need to know. Um, I didn't hate that much. I didn't hate that movie as much as as you guys did, but um, I I admit that it wasn't like great. But um, that was also a really high concept film, and this sounds more straightforward. Uh, Mm -hmm. It sounds almost like a stock and slash kind of thing. So um, we'll see. I guess I I will be watching it. So I mean, yeah, it's on Tubi. I dig Tubi. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll do the test run if you want. I'll be the guinea pig and there I can watch it first and then tell you whether it's any better than, you know, the I first I feel like one. that should be the first film we covered when John comes back. We'll just like, hey, John, we got this, <laughs> we got a good film for you to cover this week. Welcome and back, I, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best for you, but. <laughs> so that's it. So that's all the news I had. Three splendid stories of wonderful tidings. You're nice. welcome. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't wait. Yay. 
I know. I just changed the Google Doc now. We're going to slide Spider One right in there. Fantastic. <laughs> Bury the Bride, April 22nd. I do like Done. the name. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. It's a cool it's a name. Fun name. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. I, like I, think, I, I hope maybe he's learned from some of his past errors. I hope she's a bridezilla. That's- yeah. I and hope that the gets... bride is like someone you want to bury. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like you she's definitely want to see her get a hatchet in the head or something. Yeah. <laughs> Brides can definitely be jerks. So yeah. yeah it's, it's not a stretch. No. No, they, they can be. I actually, I played D&D with a buddy uh, who owns like a major bridal um, business in New York, like mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's told me some stories where he's had to, there was a time recently where he had to put somebody in their place for like, as the owner of the business, he was like, you should have heard what I had to say to this woman. And I'm like, well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. Mm-hmm. You're the owner, so you can do that. You can get away yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I can't think of a group of people that I would rather deal with less than stressed out brides. So, yeah, no, thank, no you. thank you. I'm good. <laughs> All um, right. This is not vanilla. It is champagne. How <clears throat> dare you? <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You've ruined my wedding. You've ruined everything. I just think of bridesmaids all the time when I think of brides, like when they're all. Oh, so you do. And they all have diarrhea. Oh, the oh, the movie. I thought you meant like the people. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. In the middle of the street. (laughs) Oh god. That actually was a really really fun movie. Yeah, that was. I I think it's a modern comedy classic. For yeah, it's a very funny movie. And I do uh, every time like think of anytime I'm on a plane. Um, I think of the, you know, I'm a poor, you know, like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Especially when you're walking past first class to get to your seat. I'm a poor. (laughs) We guys want to just stop this episode and just like watch Bridesmaids together right now. Yeah, I feel like I'm just, I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood. Yeah, we can, we don't have to stop recording. Let's just, I'll turn it on on this computer. I'll share it with you guys and we can just do a commentary, live commentary. (laughs) commentary. Everybody cool with that? All right. Sounds like Cut a yes above to me. bridal review. Bridal review, yes. We'll get your friend on. There yeah. We, we should have done it for like uh you know April Fools. <laughs> we like, can do it in June. That's wedding actually, month. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Wedding season or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got I married know. at the courthouse. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh you guys ready to talk about the void? You know it. And I don't mean oh, in yeah. your soul. Uh, mm. Well, that, I guess, uh, the movie then, fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hydraberg, this film was your pick. Please tell us why. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there was a void in the Google Doc on this date (laughs) for a a pick. And I just thought, well, what better movie than The Void? No, this, I had this picked out for a a little while ago, actually. And I, I had to move it back. I can't remember why. But for some reason, we had a schedule conflict or something happened. And I moved this back. And it's kind of been in my back pocket. And I've just been like, Oh, I think this is a good time for it. Uh, I've seen this film once before this time, and I remember there's some definite things in it that I liked, and uh, I thought it would make for a cool discussion. So, okay, those are good yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah, I approve. Thanks. Not that you were seeking my approval, but you have it. <laughs> I'm All always right. seeking your approval. <laughs> well, let's decide whether this movie fucks or sucks. Mm-hmm. So, Heidelberg. Yeah, uh, so this film is like a cultish love triangle. It's dark, carnal, and visceral, and you feel dirty after. It fucks. Oh, nice. Wow, okay. I like that. I'm a little turned on. Ooh. Okay. 
Amy, our esteemed guest, what say you? You know, I uh, did not see this movie until like Sunday night. <laughs> I jumped on and watched it on Shutter, and um, I realized right away that it was uh, from our neighbors to the north, Ontario. Yes, it is. Um, lovely uh and i thought okay let's see what happens because sometimes canadian horror no offense can be a little eh, not as gruesome you know so i was like okay let's see what happens let me tell you what the void holy shit it is like intense and it's like you're you're having a a a threesome with horror like it's three (laughs) corners of horror all the time like it's just insane and and we'll get more into it but it's it's really good and i definitely say that it fucks all right well said Mm -hmm. well i feel like i'm about to lose all of my friends (laughs) oh no oh no um the film does not suck but i am not yet convinced that it fucks ah. hoping you get i'm open to being persuaded but for me this film it touched me in some of my favorite places did some stuff i like mm-hmm. got me kind of excited uh but it failed to get me off ah. so i i I don't know. Maybe we just haven't gotten used to each other's, you know, routines and styles yet. Homogenous zones, maybe. Maybe we need to have, yeah, maybe we need to have a few more encounters, a few more nights together to determine whether this is like relationship material or not. But uh, right now I'm saying it's, it's frigid. It does, I'm it thinking like you're more like right a now. square and this is more like a triangle, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> you guys just aren't vibing. Yeah. I, Geometry. I, I I would not consider myself to be a square, uh, but uh, maybe a circle. But that's so I, that is I don't not know. the answer I was uh, expecting from you. I know it's I know it's right? not, and so I feel like I just lost all of my friends and possibly no. some of our listeners. But plus all your street cred in Canada, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, Ontario I've treasured is going it for so wild long. right now. Just just in, David Cronenberg just wrote in. He said that you suck. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Well, if you if you would like to send me some hate mail, you can reach me at spoils of horror complaints at AOL.com. <laughs> Please direct all of your hate mail to that address. And I Leo promise that, huh? I will read it. Oh yes. no, I personally. I, I just got a text message from uh Justin Trudeau. And <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Justin Bieber. No, he says he hates him you. too. I don't know why. He's Canadian like, also. <laughs> oh, oh no, dang. Canada's blowing up my phone. <laughs> well so that's you know listen i sometimes you have to take a stand and that's mm-hmm. i have to be true to my i have to follow my truth as the kids say or whatever they say something like that mm-hmm. that's my uh, truth they say that we're vibing for and real I for have real to speak speak my truth as they yeah. say so yeah. that's it uh Heidelberg, you want to drop that spoiler warning for us and then we'll move on into this thing yeah, so we're going to be talking about 2016's The Void, and we're going to spoil the shit out of this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should pause the podcast, go watch the film. It's on Shudder and Tubi, and then come back to see what we think about it. Yes, do so. All right, you've had your fair warning. And now, Hyderberg, do you have a reach-around plot summary for us? I do. I have a, a reach-around. I'm going to hit you from all angles. Oh, maybe whoa, that'll make hey, me like whoa. it more. Yeah. <laughs> Just needed a better angle, that's all. Yeah. 
Sometimes that's all you need. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. One fateful night on a dark stretch of road, out crawls a junkie who's come to blows. With a father and son who live by a code, rid the world of a cult that reaped what they sowed. So off to the hospital, this man comes to stop. Not by himself, accompanied by a cop. A rundown clinic with a skeleton crew. A matter of time before the whole place is a zoo. For in its basement is where true evil stews. This cop and civilians think they know every angle. None of them aware the cult of the triangle. Beverly the nurse, her own flesh she does mangle. A self-inflicted wound to show her true face. Now trigons of death are surrounding the place. No one can seem to find an escape from this place. Then a stairway of madness the survivors are sent. In a basement of horrors they end their descent. Experiments of a doctor who couldn't handle true loss. Tries to bring back his daughter no matter the cost. Sacrifices to an old god his skin and humanity tossed. Opens a portal that can't be destroyed and summons a grotesque humanoid. Daniel or cop faced with fate he can no longer avoid. Takes his life and the doctors into the void. Well, I enjoyed that more than the movie. <laughs> you really don't enjoy like I, I I totally understand your main criticism. I do think that the film I don't want to like jump right at the end, but it does does drop the ball a little bit in the ending. That mm-hmm. is a, a critique of mine as well. I'll give you that for sure. Well, that's I mean, I think I think maybe that was implied in my metaphor about not getting me off. But um, that's not I mean, I have a lot. There's of also <laughs> some issues with like character development for me, uh, as well as backstory for some of the characters. Um, but I still feel like there's I don't know. We'll we'll get into it. Um, yeah. So I like I think it's it's got a wild beginning and I'm just sort yeah. of like you don't quite know what the fuck's going on. Mm hmm. And that can be good. It could be bad, too, because it sort of just throws you into the mix of this. Like you see the triangle in the door. You get father and son who that's all their name. That's all their names are really like you don't really. That's what they're credited for. Father and son. And then they burn that one woman to death and that one guy gets away. And that's our beginning, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked how it um kind of threw you in. Because yeah. then in my mind, I'm going, well, which one? am I rooting for? Like, am I upset that the father and son are kicking indoors and lighting chicks on fire? Or am I relieved that they're doing that? You know, like, I didn't know where to go with that um, when it first started. So I liked how that started. It was like, oh, whoa, we're just jumping in, aren't we? Yeah. And we get like that. We get a cult vibe from the jump, mm-hmm. I feel like. And Amy, this is uh, this is your second cult film that you joined us for, uh, Christy being Yeah, what's first. up with that? You guys or honestly convert me into a cult? or what? No, yeah. we want to follow you, Amy. Oh, is it okay? yeah. oh I, I should do. form yeah, a cult. Everybody should follow Amy at Amy Burke, uh, A-Bomb on Instagram for the cult, all the culty stuff. Yep. Uh, the cult. You, we actually, we could say that Halloween 3 is, it has yes. a cultish vibe yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, we just so, have you on for cult movies, Amy. That's, okay, we've got fine. Amy Burke on tonight, our resident cult expert. Which <laughs> uh, we've just Kool-Aid, decided that man. you are. Like, I, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Any cult films we're going to bring you in. Even cult classics we're going to bring yep, you in for the I love too. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think it adds a nice sense of, like, dread in the beginning of the film, too, though. I thought, like, um, I, I thought the cult is sort of menacing. They're there's a weird vibe to them and they kind of come out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of inex- unexplainable though. Like, are they human? Are they 
you know, supernatural in the beginning. We don't quite know because they kind of appear and then reappear. And there's there is some ambiguity to this film. And you could t- it's made on the cheap, too. So you could tell there are moments where they kind of had to cut some corners. Um, some of its writing issues. Uh, I I do think the acting's fairly well done for the most part. Um, I don't know, like Jacqueline, you have some issues. What 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 are some of the issues you might want to touch on? Just yeah, I feel like <sighs> okay. I can say one thing that's going to sort of encompass everything. Yeah. And that is okay. I don't understand how all of these pieces fit together. Okay. I don't I don't Mm -hmm. I still listen like the opening scene it was cool in the moment and I didn't expect to understand what its significance was at that moment because it was just like sort of a cold open almost um and I thought oh well I'm sure I'll understand what this means later I still don't know what the fuck that meant like why are they lighting this girl on fire like what does this have to do with anything cult it it seemed or like um or she was like with the junkie guy who is sort of involved in the cult, but not necessarily kind of used by the cult as well. Um, and they were slighted by the cult, it seems. But there's not enough of their backstory to know. Like, it seems like the, the mother died uh, at the hands of the cult or something happened. And that's sort of what, I don't know, spurned this guy that, to start following the cult and trying to eradicate them. We don't, but there's not enough behind the father and son dynamic. Uh, I think the problem with this film is that, and it's a, it's a, it's a plus also, is that this film is like homage to the film. It's an homage to Hellraiser. It's an homage to the Thing. It's yes. an homage to Phantasm. These, the father and son yeah. combo are like Reggie and Mike from Phantasm, right? Mm. They're out there. They're guns blazing. They got axes. They're out there trying to take care of business and kill all the evil in the world. We don't really know why, though. You know what I mean? We don't mm-hmm. know what their motivation is. And that's part of the issue. You know, there, there's a, this film wears a lot of its love for horror on its sleeve. You could tell the people that put this film together are big fans of these these franchises that I just mentioned. And uh, I think among- that is very endearing. That's something I it like is. about I, it. And I do love that about that. You can see it in the film and and. Those are some of the elements of the film I think that do uh, ring true. I feel like as a horror fan, like I'm attached to those parts of the film. That's what stuck with mm-hmm. me when I saw it. Like mm-hmm. the practical effects, amazing. Oh yeah, really good gore. Um, just yeah. a lot of good practical stuff. Really good. I really like the sound design. Yes, of, they did a really good job with that, and how and like you had said, like the the gore and the you know how they use lighting to kind of. Mm-hmm you know, darken it up just enough. And hide some of the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a really good job with that sort of stuff. So I give you them definite it's, kudos for it's that. It's made on the cheap, and they definitely put a lot of their budget into that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I you feel know. like you can see every penny on the screen. I don't begrudge yeah. any of the visuals or the aesthetic or any of the, like, art design of the film. My, my problem is story-related. Yeah, I do um, think that is its weakest point. Yeah. So, well, but I mean, that like a movie is a story. Like, what is it You're if right. you don't have a story? So, like, that's why I mean, like, that's why I said, you know, the film touches some of my favorite spots, but like, that does not a complete sexual experience make. And so, yeah. that and does not make a complete, a that does not yeah. make a, a complete film experience. And so, I mean, I could give you like a laundry list of all the pieces that I see in the film that don't fit together for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand the connection between the cult. And the the 
the creature and the doctor and the the like mad scientist vibe and the triangle and the void and like I, there's just so many things and like well so the doctor lost his daughter yeah right? I, I, and that yeah, was the that was what ignited his i guess research into how to bring her back from the dead like he kind of yeah so like so to me that's like sci-fi thriller vibes like trying to mm -hmm. resurrect the dead that's like old school frankenstein vibes so Mm -hmm. how do the cult members play into that and how does this like i feel like the cult was started through him maybe it seems to me like it was like like he was like the inspiration for the cult like he inspired other people through his work or i don't Yes, but, but you're right. it's not what could they out possibly gain by following him? Because the mm-hmm. whole purpose of his like so, so like supposed greatness or whatever is that he can resurrect the dead or find a way to get the he dead. He wants thing to back. bring his daughter but, back. But when you finally see the like the creature that he has created through this like pregnant woman, that's not his daughter. If that's if that's getting your loved one back, I don't want it. So no, like, yeah, I'm good. I don't I guess want that coming But then there's, there's definitely like a, a bigger <laughs> evil behind the door as yeah. well. Like the, you know, like a Cthulhu type or like mm-hmm. Lovecraftian sort of evil. Sure, but what otherworldly. is the, He has nothing to offer to followers. Like, why does he have cult people Why does he have so many him? followers? Like, what what do they, what does he yeah. have to offer them that they could want, whether be like better if he was logical like, or not? Gotten, or if like this cult was already ongoing and through his research, he he stumbled upon them and was able to like further their 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 beliefs, maybe through his experiments downstairs in the the hospital. And it was like his experiments are the reason why the fire started originally and why this hospital is sort of like run down and it's going to be closed soon. Yeah, it was uh, like his little mutants that. Yeah, like, ran and I do like him. that premise. I like the setting. I like the mm-hmm. atmosphere. I love a single location. So I do like that. I think them being trapped in it is cool, but you're right. Like when you do start to poke th- at it, like why are these these like KKK looking like dudes outside? Um, what these try? Like yeah, they look menacing, but what yeah. it, what does it all mean? What it what is it about? Like and like I get if he that. really like if he really could resurrect the dead, then you got me. Like yeah. then yeah. it's like okay, there's a reason for people to follow him and like want to do his bidding or whatever, like protect him, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. But like to me, he's got nothing. And like, if his whole thing is like the scientific, the medical experimentation, like the, I love that idea. Okay, I'm I'm yeah. creating mutants. I've like had some like bad rough drafts here, and I'm trying to yeah, get to the right thing. Yeah, he said some breakthroughs, but nothing. I, like quite getting stopped. to the right. Yeah, and so like that is a cool premise. And then but why then is Daniel like the like cosmic seem... thing behind the thing? Like, what does that have to? Why is Daniel and Allison seem like some kind of key? Because like. There are moments where, like, why is Daniel having these visions? Yeah, of the other world and the triangle mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. and the you know, like, why is he? What is special about him? Is and he then a chosen Allison, one of some sort? Yeah, you know, like, and then why? there's the moment. Well, they lost a kid, but like, there's no, there's no, the story doesn't really tie that in enough until yeah. the end. And then it's not like Allison's captured. She's taken downstairs. She's, she's. Looks like she's impregnated with something. It's yeah. meaningless, though, to be honest, like her death, because nothing comes of it, right? Like she's not the vessel. The pregnant woman's the real vessel. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But she had something who... in her abdomen. Yeah, she had like a something came out of yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Daniel has to kill her in the end, which that moment is cool for me. That's emotionally like that hit for me, that yeah. scene. 
had to but chop her ass her up. Her death was meaningless. Also, it was like a wasted character because she was like, I felt like there could have been more to her character, and they killed yeah. her off kind of early. And her sac the sacrifice of her was like kind of meaningless. It didn't even further the doctor's like work. So I don't yeah. know really what. It was a cool scene when you see her, and it's like, you know, this shit came out of her. But what does it all mean? I don't mm -hmm. know. Like, and you're right. This this movie is like a a crisp ninety minutes. You get in, you get some really cool gore. You get some viscera, you get in, it's intense, and you get out. And I think that's, it's like a roller coaster ride. You're not supposed to look around as much. You kind of just get absorbed in it. But yes, we are critiquing mm -hmm. the film. So I get that. Like, I don't know. There's a, def you, you're definitely right. Like, there's definitely moments oh, yeah. of the story that feel a little half baked. Um, I feel like the guys point. from Spoil of Ho Spoils of Horror are like screaming at their <laughs> yeah, like, phones right now, like about why I'm so dumb and like what I'm not. I mean, but I still like uh, so many of the elements of this film. I do like mm -hmm. the premise. Mm -hmm. I do like the doctor, like being like the evil guy um, downstairs in his evil lab. Um, it is yeah. cartoonish in a, a little bit. But I just, I don't know. I just love the, like, the, I love the imagery of mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. triangle. And uh, I love, I just love, like we said, the gore is just fantastic. And yeah. I like the moments of like getting people in this one room and they start turning on each other. You know, mm -hmm. we get the elements of like the father and son showing up and they're like, they're loose, they're loose cannons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they go in head to head with the sheriff who's sort of like, you know, he's been knocked out. So he's sort of like, all right, you guys seem like you're in charge. I'll let you seem in charge for a moment. And then he gets his hands on the shotgun and then he's like, I'm not giving it back. I'm keeping this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah, keeping I'm keeping this. this. And I like those are the elements that I get wrapped up in the film where I'm just like, yeah, I'm down for this. You know, I'm down for like Beverly just being crazy all of a sudden yeah. and carving her face up. We don't really know why, though, like yeah. what because she was exposed to what like. It is hard know. to yeah why like why like I would have liked to the seen dot, Beverly like um, especially maybe on a she's a, a cult member what? but nobody knows it and then she like is activated or something yeah it's void, but the doctor you know? also almost mentions that like he wasn't yeah. able to talk her into like Beverly wasn't uh, like she, I don't know he says something about Beverly not being like turned into what or mm -hmm. like into the the idea of what he was into or this this whole cultish vibe and there are moments where they are trying to explain the plot to you and it sort of gets like muddled mm -hmm. uh, and you're right like that that big reveal at the very end where we get to see the doorway opening up and the doctor sort of rambles on like why why he's doing this and what every but it's all like you can't really even hear exactly what he's saying sometimes because there's all this chaos going on yeah. And so you're supposed to be in Daniel's shoes, like hearing his like manifesto or why yeah. he's like doing what he's doing. And it's like sort of, I don't know, it doesn't hit the way it should. Mm -hmm. If they mm -hmm. had delivered something earlier, a bit of like maybe a, like his his scrapbook or something like earlier, some of his notes earlier, why, you know, how he got to where he was like, we get a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. And it's enough to at least make it a a cohesive movie, but there is some cohesion still missing. And I, you're right, Jacqueline. There is some moments where it's, mm -hmm. a, it gets a little like, you know, okay, I like the scene to scene stuff, but what is connecting these threads? Well, so. and then I'll, I'll add more to the list. Uh, since we're talking about the ending, <clears throat> so many things, the whole, the whole, <laughs> melange, if you will. a melange, if you will. <laughs> 
the whole like manifesto he's giving is that he's found a way to like overcome death or whatever and he's yeah, like yeah, i yeah. am god and he's so pres- so ostensibly he he's claiming that he's found a way to like bring back a lost loved one which i've already complained about because we see the fucking like sarah baby monster thing that he supposedly brings back but like mm-hmm. that's it not it kind of reminded uh, then- me of uh alien when yeah. uh ripley gets cloned as an alien yeah. and it's like looks like a resurrection yeah, and it looks like a like a humanoid type of alien thing going yeah. on. Yeah, that's it's like what it reminded skull, me of. And it's crying yeah. like a baby, but then it's a fucking it's monster. Like, so I do like the baby. I love, cries I love that. Yeah. but that's yeah. not his daughter. No, and he's he's also seeming to try to coax um, Daniel into his little scheme because, and he's he's sort of like indirectly promising that he'll be able to bring back his lost child as well as reunite him with Allison. Yeah, well, which he is reunited in the end. But not with the child. Mm-mm. No. Not with the child. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And Have they, you seen like, the beyond? Yes. So in the the end of this film, I, de- I definitely took it as like an homage to that film too because like they're in the beyond in a sense in this and they're together. They're holding hands and then they're facing like... yeah. And I Whatever mean that's cool. The void. That's yeah, it cool. doesn't make well, a void. first of all, it's not a void. <laughs> a void is like a thing that is lacking matter. Yeah, and nothingness. this is not that. It's just a different plane of it's existence. It's well, but they end up on this like this like landscape mm-hmm. with features on it and a pyramid thing. It's, so it's not a void. This is the pumpkin head argument again. Okay, it's but a... it's literally <laughs> called It's the pumpkin head <laughs> argument again. I'm, <laughs> getting, I'm getting flashbacks. Right now? John, I need you, John. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, there it it's not a void. They just end up on like some other landscape. It's not a void. And also where does the doctor go? Because yeah, Daniel like tackles the guy right. out of the void to like yeah. get him out of the like real world, and then and then spot. Daniel's on the new place with with um Allison. He could be at the nearest Starbucks, go? just getting them like lattes or something. Are they they open it, I wonder if they open that up for Void Two Electric Boogaloo. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> That's why. So I just I don't get it. I feel like he makes these Mm -hmm. promises, which if they were true would be cool. But like Mm -hmm. then he doesn't do it. And why does why would Daniel need to die in order for him to? He's like, but first you must let go. You must die. Like why would he have to die to get his daughter back? Why? He's got to give in to the uh, to the to the the monster, the void. Uh, What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) This, no everything knows. is void of life. It's void no of knows, man. I think I just, of, of a soul. It's, I don't know. I, I think just maybe uh, the I'm writers trying. got a little ahead of themselves. You know, like I think that they had a bunch of really good ideas, mm. and they tried to mm-hmm. you know put them together. Yeah, that you can tell no, that it is a mashup. There's no like connection. It's a like you said, like, yeah. uh, and you're right about the whole like, why are there so many cult members? Like, there's got to be a reason, right? Like why are they there what's the pur- what's their purpose you know or you know why do they who want are to they? Be part of this cult yeah who are they but they're fine with some ambiguity ab- i don't know like and i'm fine with some ambiguity in films like i'm mm-hmm. okay with that but i feel like there's not enough connective tissue holding anything yeah. together yeah. and you got to have something holding the bones together and i just feel like we don't but i, I don't I, know I do last have- week soju 
poked some pretty big holes in the movie that you love and you still gave it a 10. So this is not okay. This is, I get it. No, though. this movie I is totally, not the it's ring. Not the ring. No, please. No, no, no. no. This is not a ring. It's a triangle. Jacqueline. Yeah. Learn your Different shapes. Different shapes. Yeah. Stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this is not that. Um, but like, so I, I do agree with you guys though. I think that like aesthetically, there's a lot of things that are really yeah. enjoyable and oh, like, yeah. That I really I got really excited about, and I like some of the characters. I, I actually really liked the Daniel Carter character. I did too. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, this is our third Art Hindle movie, by the way. Yes, I noticed he was mm-hmm. the state trooper, right? Yes, he, he was. Yeah, no, he uh, not Ben. Uh, what was yeah, his name? Yeah, because we saw him in Black Christmas and in The Brood. So this is <gasps> yeah. our third Art Hindle okay. movie. But so, I didn't yeah. recognize him right away. Uh, Mitchell was his name. Yes, he so got this fucking his what? death brutal i know yeah <laughs> by beverly so, so there yeah. are there are trees in this movie that i enjoy but like mm-hmm. the forest i can't see it mm-hmm. i get so. that i get that but i, I do have to say that i really 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 liked when there was chaos happening it was chaos in like three levels like there were different <laughs> kinds of stories going on at yeah. the same time, like I really there was, like, appreciate the threat from outside. That. There was the baby right. being born. There was, there was them sending down the, into the, the experimental basement. Pregnant lady screaming. You know, like everything's going <laughs> to shit. You know, like yeah. I really, really liked that. So I think I'll... they hit several of the beats that you want from a film like this. Yeah. Like they're going yes. in that direction. Yeah, and then they ultimately kind of drop the ball with the explanation of it all or the backstory yeah. of some of these kids. There could have been a little bit more. There could have been a longer film, maybe just to fill in if it filled in some of those things. Uh, I, I would I take that. Like how, yeah, you're I, right. I, I like I like movies that tot- like that really show you when the shit hits the fan and makes you go like, "What the fuck?" I mm-hmm. like that. So I, saw, I, I was yeah, down it, with that. I was really into that. They definitely lean into that very heavily. They lean into like the location, and they lean into. I I do like the Lovecraftian vibes of it, um, mm-hmm. which yes. o- don't always have to be explained. Like that's a that's the part of the void that's sort of like, you know, you don't need to know how Cthulhu works or, or whatever otherworldly God or over the old gods are like there when we're not meant to know what that, that whole thing is like the, mm-hmm. the void itself was like, we don't, I wanted to see more of it, but at the same time, like we're not meant to, in a sense, like we're not prepared or our eyes can't see it. You know, that kind of thing is mm-hmm. we get to see that glimpse of Daniel and, and Allison in it, uh, which we kind of could have, I probably could have done without, but, it was like an homage to the beyond, like I said, but I did like the symbolism with the triangle. I thought was interesting. I thought that was one of the, the main things. It seems that they thought about a decent amount. What uh, did that mean to you? So I was doing some research on it. Just like it makes itself known in subtle ways, but also very obvious ways. Like the vision is a little subtle, uh, but then it's drawn on walls and it's painted on the masks. Um, I know that it has like a lot of uh, spiritual like symbolism. And in history, triangles themselves have uh so like the first one that I gravitated towards was the Holy Trinity, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The Father's the Son and the Holy Spirit. Um, I know that, uh, you know, like throughout history, the triangles containing three corners and three sides, they are often linked to different trinities. The most common is the one I just mentioned, the Holy Trinity. Um, Christian symbolism um, incorporated triangles also in the eye of providence, uh, the all-seeing eye, which is depicted an eye inside a triangle, uh, often surrounded by like rays of light. So there's like some of that in the in this. Um, 
the triangle the Illuminati. can also be, yeah there you go yeah. it's on the money yeah <laughs> the triangle can also be uh, a symbol of the stages of the moon uh waxing uh waning in the full moon other trinities include mind body and spirit mother father and child which is definitely one that this touches on a little bit mm-hmm. past present and future mother maiden and crone another one mm-hmm. uh thought feeling and emotion and creation uh preservation and destruction which this film touches on as well and the one like that a lot re- of those would apply here a lot yeah, of the, the one that, that resonated with me um also with this film was the greeks um the, the symbolism for the greek triangle is a uh, it's a delta glyph and it's a symbol for like a doorway um they thought oh. that uh, yeah the combination of polarities would provide a new opening balancing thought and emotion would provide a doorway to higher wisdom the hypotenuse a symbol of god or uh in this case an old god so i do think there is something to pull from that and i think that's mm-hmm. that might have been sort of where they started their story with and then they were just building around it with homages to other horror films mm-hmm. i wish they mm-hmm. had built upon that lore a little bit more though mm-hmm. between notes or yeah. backstories or like yeah. a flashback with the doctor because i could see that um subduing some of your your complaints about the film and giving you a little bit more to chew on yeah i would take that i did find all that interesting especially when i did the research just looking definitely yeah i had i had an idea of it and then when i looked up a little bit more about it i was like okay so like the triangles definitely had so many different symbols Mm -hmm. in other cultures besides just christianity so i thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. and a lot of them do lend towards the symbolism in this film of what the triangle because it ultimately does open up into a doorway you know mm-hmm. yes yeah i also think of the food triangle <laughs> like yeah like pyramid like, you know like, yeah, the- yeah or like doritos they're trying to have enough protein doritos Do you yeah have doritos. Fiber? this is a long dorito commercial <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh the doritos are part of the illuminati we cracked dun, dun, the code dun. here they're delicious <laughs> call me a believer <laughs> So I did cool find that interesting, <laughs> but ultimately the film doesn't capitalize on it as much as it could have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I you know, agree. this is yeah. this is one of those films that felt like if they had maybe put it through the draft like one more time through another draft of the the script, uh, maybe it would have been a little beefier and definitely would have paid off. I think there's enough in this film that like horror fans can latch onto and have a oh, good for time sure. with. No? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said, I don't think it sucks. Definitely, like I think it fucks, but yeah. I, I I'm not saying it's the best fuck. No, but there's enough here that like I do. There's enough of the things that tingle my my sensors, you know, that like, yeah, there's a Milan thing. It's a a decent one night stand, you know, yeah, it is. I've only seen it once before I put it on the docket. So I do like the creature designs. I love the gross transformations as well. I love when they get downstairs in the basement, like all that crazy. That shit hits. Yeah. I love yeah. when uh, the guy shoots like the Sarah baby monster in the face and like its jaw falls off, but it's still like dripping all this fluid. The tentacles yeah, come the out. Tentacles yeah. reach down and like. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. And they do yeah. the thing thing where they're like. The thing, yeah. The, yeah. The thing thing. You, uh, we all know thing. what that means. The thing thing thing. thing thing thing. I do love that there's a moment where we get to see Night of the Living Dead on the TV because that's yes. got to be most horror movies. I just love <laughs> I did the Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio thing. I'm like, 
It's like corny. <laughs> it's in it's every moment, movie. But yeah. I love seeing it anyway. It's like yeah, cheesy, same. but I love it anyway. So I, I had to like explain to Joey because he watched the first like 10 minutes or so with me. I was like, that's in every horror movie because it's in yep. the public domain. So yeah. they need people to be watching something on TV. So that's what they pick. I but really yeah, did you... like the the basement. Um, um, when like all the, I guess reanimated <laughs> experiments started, you know, activating themselves and you know attacking. Like I, that was a really good scene of like they were they were hinting at like something more horrible is coming yeah you know, like something kept, more sinister yeah something really really bad and then when they got into that situation i was like oh yeah no this is super bad like what do you do <laughs> like what do you do like what do you and they're kind of just dormant but they're still like alive in a sense yeah or like and there and is, i do yeah, like yeah. you can't the lighting with them you, you can't do anything yeah. like they're just is that one that's just like cramming its head into the open that, pipe oh that scene i was like what? no face and then yeah. it's like alerted to like the presence of everybody else there and it just like turns at them and you just yeah. see like a hole in its face and you're just like oh yeah like if i was and in that looks, situation i'd be like it you know all what? just looks very practical too just go ahead and kill me i yeah. totally yeah. get it you know you me. win you know <laughs> <laughs> I thought the lighting down there was really good too. Like, yes. and there's that moment where they're down the stairs, and he's like, "We're going down a second staircase," and they're mm -hmm. like, "There is no like, second." What? Yeah, yeah, wait, what are you talking about? And, and like you said, Andy, we're well, getting here. We go. <laughs> we're getting that moment interplayed with, intercut with what's going on upstairs, and we got Kim. I think her name was trying to deliver the baby, which we yeah. don't know at that moment that the girl who's pregnant is in on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was a good shot. That was yeah. a really good that was one. a good surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And I even have to say that the doctor for me, I was like, oh, dang, you know, yeah. like I didn't see that one coming too. They had really good, like, oh, son of a bitch, you know, Some good like, surprises. Of, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, he I does agree. turn himself into like a pinhead wannabe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Heidelberg. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I saw some Hellraiser in there. Mm -hmm. I saw some Phantasm. I saw obviously the thing. I saw some, I would say martyrs a little bit. Okay. Uh, and I would also say, like, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Okay. Um, and then and I, I have Beyond at the very end. Yeah, yeah. And then I haven't seen this movie, but I did read some comparison with um, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. So, yeah. I think some, like, definite with Carpenter the cult vibes. members, like, outside the place. Yeah. And, yeah, because you, you've never seen Prince of Darkness? I have not. I want okay. to. I, I want to do, like, a run with Joe Bob. Carpenter movies, but. We should do a month of Carpenter. I'm fine with that. Like the yeah. the like less popular. Like I don't want to do no Halloween or the people thing, do like that in the fog maybe or, or whatever. Well, everybody's seen the fog. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah, let's pick the, the ones vampires, that. Yeah, that, I forget about yeah. vampires. Mm -hmm. I forget that he does that. He did Christine too. Oh, I really like. Oh, that's Christine. right. Yeah. So uh, oh. I always forget that he did Christine. <laughs> that's a good one. We should that's do that one. one. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's not covered that often. So anyway. like, yeah, Maggie's <laughs> the true vessel of evil in this, and like. I don't know there's just i get it like there's definitely like the doctor has this turn where like he's the evil guy and that's fine i guess his belief in the old gods or whatever is like it paid off and like he didn't die at the end he just transformed like he was born anew into this new creation but there's not there's not a lot there to tell us why that's happening wait mm -hmm. what the doctor was re well he was stabbed something? in the neck he was stabbed in the neck yeah and we're they like, think he he's dead, dead. Yeah. he's under the under the the oh, I thought you meant like after what's his name tackles no, no, no. him out of the window. Okay. Yeah, well, we don't know what happens then. He tackles him into the void. 
Yeah, and then we never see him again. Yeah, um, which isn't a void because it's not. It doesn't it's have not, all the that they're like on Tatooine or something somewhere. Yeah. Tatooine, you know enough about Star Wars <laughs> to comment about Tatooine. Yes, I, I find. I that also watch Star Trek. Are you surprised? I, I dig that. I dig it. I know. I it's know. The first time you ever nerded out like that. We what should are you talk talking more about. <laughs> I didn't know you watched Star Wars. Yeah, you gotta watch Mando. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> We mentioned we touched on the final form of the creature. I did like the final form, although it's just sort of like it's cool looking. Mm-hmm. It's like a video game bad guy, though. Like it comes out and they just dispatch of it right away almost. And it, it doesn't have the same meaning like oomph that I think the doctor yeah. it to have, you it's know, like, like almost it's his resident uh, evilly. Yes, you know? it's very like resident. The... And I do oh, like yeah. that it transforms a little bit. Yeah. But we don't get to actually see it like come out of her, um, mm-hmm. you know, because to save money, it's like just there. The transformation is just I really there. appreciated that when the mon- the thing was birthed out, like mm-hmm. that when it started to move, it dragged her. her. Yeah. Like, oh, behind, yeah. It was, I was attached to her. Like, so. Oh, yeah. Like with no, an umbilical cord. <laughs> yes, that was cool. That was fucked up, but I love it. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah, I really like that. The the monster, though, met a weird demise. Mm-hmm. Like, the son, you know, the, the son, I don't know what his name is, but he was, like, running away from the creature, and he's, like, running down this hallway, and then the hall, like, I had to rewind this scene a couple of times, because I, like, couldn't make visual sense of it at first. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell what I just saw. And the the guy is, like, running down this hallway with the creature pursuing him, and as he's nearing the end of the hallway and about to come out into this like open space, the hallway is narrowing and he gets yeah. out, but then it just like crushes the creature behind him. And then he turns around and there's nothing there except for mm-hmm. a solid wall. What the fuck? Well, there was definitely something weird going on because that second staircase wasn't supposedly there. Yeah. actually. Yeah. So there's definitely a little bit of a, I don't know, like the void itself created this extra Mystical, area for the magical. Document. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, right. It, it, it's I'll sort of with you, Ashley. I'll take that. Yeah. No, I'll take. I'll take that. I'll take that. It's okay. But, um, accept it. There's moments where, like, I kind of wish if they played on the fact that, like, maybe Daniel and Allison were supposed to be sort of like the Adam and Eve of this new vo- of the void. Right. You know what I mean? Like the that couple made, that's supposed to make it. That would made sense. And create a, a new bit. world in the void. Like maybe the void wanted them to be in there. You know what I mean? So that yeah. they could. Especially populate. for him having like visions when he passed yeah. out the first time, like what that didn't quite important. make sense. Yeah, why? Why him? You know, he gets knocked out and he's like, uh, uh, "Triangle," you know, like <laughs> he wakes up, and I'm like, "Okay, they're gonna explain that, right?" And then they never did. And I just, you're right. Like it, that would have been cool if there was like I don't know, maybe a cutscene of like a flashback of maybe the doctor delivering both of them because he's older you know like yeah. oh, deliver both of these babies in there you know i gotta keep an eye on these babies because they're or like be their the... baby didn't actually die he took it for his right experience. right or Ooh, something like that or like, like yeah it. yeah but, but that would also like allison died he yeah. daniel pushes daniel... the doctor through the void did Why you say how did allison there? die no, Allison does die. I'm saying, like, she's dead. Oh, I thought I thought you said, yeah. "How does she die?" And yeah, she died. Never mind. Right? Sorry. But then, yeah. so yeah. when we when he goes into the void, she's there, mm-hmm. and they're together. So it's like, did he die? Do you die just from going through the void? We don't know. And then, like you said, I like guess? the doctor. Yeah, 
it's sort of like they ran out of cash at the end. They were like, we got to we got to we we wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah, up. And again, I'm fine with some ambiguity like that point doesn't stick with me so bad. Like, I don't I don't mind not knowing what is he dead or is he just existing on a different plane now? Like, I'm okay with like that to me is like acceptable ambiguity. That's like that's something that sparks my imagination. But there are some other like gaps here that are just too wide. It's yeah. like that when that stuff bleeds into the real world. Mm-hmm. Well, how does it work once it gets over there? And like, how, how did how did we get to this point too? Like, you know what I mean? I, like, I think yeah, the building blocks yeah. of how the void works. Like, I'm just still trying to figure out why the cult members. Yeah, yeah. so that's one of the major. The big I think the because they look cool, Amy. All right, me, they look yeah. fucking cool. The cult cool. members for me, and like then, ghost like, faces. They all have knives. Yeah. It, like, wait, wait—is it? Did I accidentally watch Scream Six? It's the cult of <laughs> and it's the cult of Ghostface. Wait a minute! <laughs> oh, sorry. I get—I was getting those two confused. Yeah. I watched a different movie. <laughs> no, like I—I I, uh, I feel like there should have been like maybe a cutaway of like, I don't know, like all the cult members are maybe leaders in the community. You yeah. Know, like a reason why for the cult members and the reason why they're they're all together and organized. Like I didn't understand. Mm. how that was and how that mm-hmm. came about other than ooh the void ooh other than that, that would make sense like the doctor somehow rallied these people together maybe mm. they have all had loss in their life and he was able sure. to promise them i can give you back who you lost you know pet right. cemetery style like and that would totally make yeah. sense yeah but like he doesn't have the goods at all yeah. Yeah. To back that up. And I also feel like it's heavily implied that the cult members are actually supernatural or cosmic creatures in some way. Because kind of, yeah. When you so are they see his experiments the... that kind of, you know, he was I able to control? I think so. Because they just kind of like materialize and dematerialize at points. Mm-hmm. You don't really see them traveling most of the time. They just like appear in the darkness and then disappear. And they kind of like fade in and out. And they also move as like one entity. Like mm-hmm. when they're all standing outside, they all like raise their hand with the knife at the same time. And it yeah. doesn't look like i don't know something about it gives me the sense that it's not like human beings that have coordinated this it seems like it really looks to me as if it's like separate parts of a single entity that are like acting as one yeah mm-hmm. does that make any sense that's yeah that that's no, the impression that it gave me mm-hmm. and so i otherwise they would have had to like practice those things all right guys this is the part where we're going to move the knife <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be right Carl, over there. You right. Jim, you stand up. on the X. That you're gonna be Daniel <laughs> for this. Jim, for what's our signal again? What's like, my motivation? Someone tell me my motivation. <laughs> I can't see. I got this fucking cheat on my head. You know, I don't have a uh, peripheral vision because these stupid triangles. Whose idea was this? It's like that moment in Django <laughs> where they're like, I can't see with these sheets. Who made these sheets? My wife made those sheets. How dare you? There's one black guy <laughs> under there who's like, I'm really uncomfortable <laughs> with this. Yeah, I'm I'm really, this is not okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah no i get right. that and, like I get that. what if daniel's like what if daniel was like instead of i think he was like the sheriff but what if he was just a deputy and then like his boss the sheriff was in on it you know what i yeah. mean like mm-hmm. like the higher ups like you said the mayor and like some of these yeah. other people that had like, more control over it would just make more sense and then like i guess i just uh I, that kind of mess me up a little bit just because yeah you're right you're kind of like thinking through the whole thing like why are these cult jerks outside i don't i don't get it but i think you get kind of distracted at least i got distracted by like 
the layered chaos and like the visuals, mm-hmm. like the visuals mm-hmm. were fantastic and everything else, but it was just like, yeah. And, and the, oh my gosh, the pregnant teenage girl has way more of a sinister, you know, situation going on, you know, than previously thought. And you kind of, and, and I thought it was really cool that they played on that because when you think of it, like in real world, you know, scenario, you think of a pregnant teen, like, it's like, oh man, that poor girl, you know, you don't think of her as, you know, I'm birthing the next minister of death. Like she, (laughs) she was just insane. Like she went from, I'm just, I'm, I'm so scared and pregnant to, (laughs) you know, crapping out a death beast, you know, (laughs) I don't think she thought it through too. When she was having the death beast. Not at all. Wait a minute. She's like, where is that that thing going to exit through? That's what I was thinking that myself. I'm like any time in a horror movie, when a woman gets pregnant with some sort of weird ass death beast, it's not coming out the regular way, lady. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. bursting out of enough. your chest. Yeah, it's yeah. coming out. And in if a it comes very... out a regular way, it's not going to be pretty either. So. No. no, it's yeah. going to have tentacles every yeah. damn time. <laughs> um, so I, I think I figured out what what would have made this movie work for me. Okay, here's my list of demands. <laughs> <laughs> To the filmmakers, please remake this just for me. Okay, if okay, I, we still need the creatures, all the like mutant creatures, to be yes. there. So mm-hmm. I need for those to have been all the failed attempts by the doctor to bring back a lost loved one. Mm-hmm. I need Maggie, the teenager. I would need for her to give birth to an actual reincarnation of the, the daughter that the doctor lost. So that we have some kind of like success on his part that inspires mm-hmm. others to to want to follow him. And yeah. so then where does that power come from? I see it as like a combo of like mad scientist plus some kind of cosmic power granted to him by whatever entity is out in the void. Messiah, right? It's being sort of. granted to him mm-hmm. and it allows him to at least make these attempts and he's failed a bunch of times, but that's cool because then it provides all these scary creatures, but then he has to succeed at some point. And then Mm -hmm. the cult members need to be human. I really like the idea about them being prominent people, like people who have a lot of money Mm -hmm. who can like invest themselves into this cult. And they're all people who have lost loved ones. And that's the, that's the power that this Uh guy has over his cult. Like follow me and I will I will make this happen for you. You will get your person back because that's what's going to inspire. Like it's desperation and loss that's going to inspire people to follow him. But yeah, it doesn't that's... work if if his great success is like this monstrous like thing. So that's those are the things that I would need for it to have worked better. Human cult members with money and loss, cosmic power granted to the doctor from wherever, and a, a eventual success with bringing back a lost loved one. That's what I need. Like and that. that's how like the that's that would be how he could be able to use like the hospital that's yep. run down mm-hmm. as like his base of operations because mm-hmm. the rich people that are occultists would be able to say, well, we're building this new hospital over here. Yeah. They don't right. pay attention to the old hospital. Exactly. Of- they can help him. And then he they can, can help still him. do his thing and there. leave him alone too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, let him do his experiments and various other. Yeah. We don't care. Like, some like- of that could be baked in this film in, already, but it's just not. It's not explained. 
Right. And I don't even need it to be in the vision, but I don't even need it to be overt. I just need it to be like suggested more and Mm -hmm. seem more possible. But like it's it's too loose. Have that Scooby-Doo moment where one of the people gets their fucking hood taken off. And it's like, you're a fucking barnacle. Oh, my God. It's like, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? It's Mayor Wembley or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Or even like, didn't they kill one of them? Like when they went and got the uh shotgun out of the uh out of the police cruiser so they like yeah, the, the one guy that i think they the yeah they shot one of them so it would have been interesting to see like the hood maybe come off and like so or, like, oh my gosh the killers that come into the the hospital were actually part of the cult and they were mm-hmm. just infiltrating like making sure that everything went i don't know mm-hmm. there are yeah this is one of those movies where i feel like they want you to just enjoy the ride kind of turn your brain off and like it's tough to do that though, especially when you're enjoying something. You kind of want to, you kind of want to think more about it because you're yeah. like, "Oh, this." Is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wonder how they got to here, and then you're like, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute, you know, wait a minute, this isn't adding up." And <laughs> then they give minute. you like some visceral gore, and you're like, "Oh, never mind." I'm just. Oh, that's oh, it's pretty. Now. It's like yeah. you get, get distracted by the. Shiny I feel like thing. if you were watching this film without having to to review it tonight, you would have enjoyed it a little bit more on just face value because of just like the wild ride you were on. Mm-hmm. Maybe but so. Ultimately, yeah. yeah. But Maybe I get so. it too. I think so. it it moved well, like as in, even though it didn't fill in a lot of the holes that we're talking about, it was like it was pretty quick in like getting to, you know, pace. kind of uh, points where they wanted to go. Like with the, especially at one point when the cult members are outside, the monster is attacking everybody, uh, the pregnant person that you're, you know kind of led to feel sorry for because oh man you know she's in this situation of these crazy stabby cult members outside (laughs) and this weird i don't know akira like monster you know coming down a hallway and oh man she's pregnant too like i i liked how fast they went through those sort of things like getting through that sort of thing and getting like kills and various other things going on but yeah, I mean, you are definitely right in going, well, wait a second, like, why, why the cult members? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, why, why these things? But I think, yes, you're right. You get distracted by the chaos. You get distracted mm-hmm. by the the visual, um, just gore uh, of it. And, and don't get um, me wrong, like, the chaos and the gore were tons of fun. Like, those oh, were sure. the things that really worked for me. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um yeah, but there was there was no void in my void. Oh my <laughs> it was too much void. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I yeah like, I, and you're right about the pacing because there's a lot crammed in here, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty it's a relatively short movie, so yeah. that does kind of keep the pace from lagging too much. Um, but yeah, I think that's good and bad at the same time though, because now that we're talking about like what it's missing, you mm-hmm. could have added a little bit of more length. Not you know, padding. That is true. Just things where like the cult members surround and then they're just out there. There's Mm -hmm. like there's a moment where they push the 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 burning body out there to kind of send like a a message back to them. But if there was a little bit more give and take back and Mm -hmm. forth with the cult members trying to push up or maybe they try and take the the pregnant girl with them. And then we have to fight off them a moment or there's a reveal, like we said, of, uh, oh, oh, my God, it's the fucking librarian from in town or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Just. There, oh gosh, there is the definitely lady. moments <laughs> that could have been, yeah. And then we could have wandered around the, the, 
I don't know, the uh, the hospital a little bit more or something could have happened there. I don't know. There just could have been more to... I agree with that, especially because it felt like they hurried up to get you into the basement. And, which is the payoff, yeah. Which, yeah, that's great. But I just felt like, especially when they're kind of using it, like the basement, oh, there's another staircase. What are you talking about? So you're kind of mm -hmm. thinking, oh, it's a portal. I would have liked to have seen throughout uh, when they were in the hospital, like maybe just weird shit, just little weird shit kind of happening. And you're going, oh, did like a portal open up and crap out something? <laughs> like that would be cool, you know, just, you're, like, and I felt like, especially the uh, Allison, the nurse, when she went by herself and I was like, this bitch is gonna get killed by herself into the closet, the medical closet to go, you know, forage for what she needed for the pregnant lady. And, you know, when she went by herself, I'm like, yep, she's done, you know, that, hello, she's, she's over with. Like, that would have been a good scene to be like, you know, something weird drops in on her, you know. Well, we just don't even like... see the doctor get up, right? So, yeah. like, we don't even he's just like find missing. out later that he's, yeah, we find out yeah, later just... it must have been him that grabbed her, but mm -hmm. we don't really know that. Like, they could have nodded towards that. So, what mm -hmm. you're saying is you were hoping that the portal was more like a butthole. Yeah, like, just every yeah. once in a while, just like a little, you know, <laughs> some weird-ass something comes running out. And that, I think, I just feel like that would have been like to add even more chaos and possibly even more like supernaturally type stuff going on, you know, like, I don't know. I just felt like the basement. I'm like, how do you not know that this craziness is happening in this basement? Like, I mean, you work there. Like, I just yeah, feel right. like <laughs> it there was a nice... fire there. And they're like, yeah. Like wouldn't, wouldn't there, I don't know. I would assume like firefighters would have been involved in the fight. Like, did they go down there and go, you know, everything's fine. Totally looks fine. <laughs> they were part of the cult. <laughs> yeah. The and that would have been, they're, they're all in on it. They're there. all in on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just felt like, especially the basement. I was like, this is a creepy ass basement. And they, they were creeped out too. They were like, we don't want to Right. Go and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's creepy. And then it got level, 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 creeper, creeper, creeper. I just yeah. feel like it just, I don't know. Like I, I felt like there could have been throughout just like weird little things happening that could not be explained. Or maybe like, even maybe like the new nurse who was, you know, kind of the nursing student. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they could have played her up a like, maybe she sees something like, oh, run past. And she's like, oh, that's weird, you know, or. And then nobody listens to her and nobody listens, listens to her because she's a stupid intern. No, yeah. yeah. And she... you're right. Like the, it just gets crazy all of a sudden. Yeah, like, they, like, like someone hit a switch and it was just like, Oh, Beverly's cutting her face off. Cutting her face off. Dude like, in the what? Face. And it was like, what did she, did she touch a meteorite? Like what yeah, happened? What happened? Yeah. You know what I mean, like did like, one of the been, creatures I, jump on her face? Like I would have felt better if like, I don't know, something, a weird thing opened up. Like she was working on something. And yeah. then like something slithered out of a drain and like, ah, you know, or I don't know, something to kind yeah, of like show went up her butt or something. And started something. Puffing it What's with know. you in the buttholes? Goodness. We all know what Hydraberg likes. That's yeah. it. He's got a triangle butthole. There wasn't enough butt <laughs> stuff in this movie. That's his void. <laughs> I have a triangle butthole. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the void. It's my butthole. That's his triangle butthole. That's the real void. <laughs> I'm not cutting. I love thing. the fact that, that your uh, review is there's not enough butt stuff in the void. Yeah, there's not enough butt stuff. Not it's enough butt stuff. Review. I feel like that's your complaint <laughs> about every movie. Yeah. Not enough butt stuff.
except for poultry guys. Again, there's not enough. Butt <laughs> I feel like you should have rated poultry guys higher then, because there was a My lot of butt stuff. Passion of the Christ. There's not enough butt stuff. <laughs> Please write that review on Letterboxd right now, like right when yeah. we're done recording. I need not you enough butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. All I right. Think, well, I think you guys think feel like we've kind of covered everything with this yeah, one. I think and... we've. Oh, oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. We're I think we to... probed around in the void. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. All right. Well, Hyderberg, this was your pick. Would you like to give us your review and rating? Absolutely. Uh, so I do. I really dig the Lovecraftian vibes in this. I think um, it's a cool premise. You know, um, uh, there are some films that do the Lovecraft things and, you know, it pays off here and there, like um, in the Mouth of Madness. I think this is one of the films that like I thought it did it, it, did it pretty well. Um, but, yeah, there are moments of. There's some 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 lapses in um, in judgment or like writing. Uh, where they did the script could have been a little bit tighter, definitely. I think it's a great runtime, though. I think it's a crisp ninety minutes, and we get in there, we get our fucking visceral gore, we get our homages to other films, and we we get a a decent amount of character development, but maybe not enough. And then the movie's over. Uh, I do think there's some great shots too. I think there's like a kinetic nature to the camera work, and I think that works for the great uh, the breakneck pace of the film um and the budget may be low but they use it mostly on practical effects and it shows i think they're fantastic for the most part um another single location film which is my jam so i do love the desolate nature of this outdated small town hospital i think it's a perfect setting for a film like this and it's very atmospheric i do think they could have um they could have explored it a little bit more um, it, the, the, the setting itself could have lent towards some of the, the story issues too. We could have found the doctor's office and found his stuff going on sooner or who knows, like there could have been a couple other things to deal with that could have, um, helped with storytelling. I do like the whole like second, uh, basement, like nobody's it's not on the blueprints. It's not supposed to be there. So I, I kind of dig that. Um, it's not explored a hundred percent, um, it's not a cohesion in the storytelling as much where you want it, where you can kind of piece together like, all right, this is how they got from here to here. And this is how the cult developed. And um, so that's definitely a ding. Um, the budget is very low. You can kind of tell, but I think they do a decent enough of job with it, but it shows at points and that's a con. Uh, I think for the most part, the acting is very good, but there are moments where it's a little spotty. And I think maybe it's just more the writing. Uh, especially now that we've been like tearing apart the story a little bit, like the writing probably is one of the major dings in this film. Um, you don't notice it as much the first time because you're just so enthralled with like what's going on. And you're sort of like you said, Amy, you're they they railroad you from like, oh, you don't look over here because we're going to bring you into this room now. And like now there's a beast in here we got to deal with. And it's sort of like video <laughs> gaming in that sense where like we're not looking behind us anymore. We're looking ahead and we're not we're not picking apart everything. Um, unless you're that kind of like movie watcher off the bat, then yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. But um, the loss of Allison too just felt wasted for me. She was kind of a one of my one of my favorite characters at the beginning. Like she had a lot of heart to her, and 
the relationship between her and Daniel with the lost child. I thought like there was something to, to pull on there, something to grow. And then like it goes nowhere and like her death goes nowhere. Like what was the point of it that she had like it, her child was already gone. So the, there wasn't like a moment where they switched to Rudy and they were like, oh, your child is still alive and we're going to implant it back in you and grow it into a beast or something. They made it seem like she was going to be a vessel for something, but it was actually Maggie that was. So it's like it was meaningless. Um, I do like her death by Daniel's hands. Like that was that was, you know, fucking romantic in a in a depressing sort of way. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, but the road that it took to get there just like it didn't work for me. I, I and I do think the ending is a tad weak. Uh, there, it just it's there's a buildup, and although the ending does ramp up and the gore gets crazy and the triangle cult elements like start falling into place, it just it falls short. Uh, on explanation and coherence the doctor just sort of rambles his plans and you and you can't even really hear him over all the chaos in the very end like he's just telling you what his evil plan was and by then he's just like oh is this the same character like he took all his skin off oh oh, okay i thought it was just his face but like he didn't really (laughs) even resemble the same guy anymore um, Did he take all his skin off? Like yeah, all and of your it. clothes, bro. Yeah. Like that, that was a bit much, but anyway. Um, and I believe he was he became six four. Yeah, he got <laughs> big, right? Yeah, he did. He, bigger he, and kind of skinny. Like, yeah, 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 he was like a skinnier dude. Yeah. He's like kind of hot. Yeah, that's what <laughs> with, happens with no with skin. Boy, you know? <laughs> that's what yeah, I'm looking he was for in the void. No skin. Six he got four. way hotter when he had pumped. no skin on. He got like kind of ripped and like tall and tall. Definitely. Well, his musculature was showing. Yeah, you couldn't see have... all those muscles under the doctor fat. Yeah, he, he must have pulled that off too. So yeah, yeah, he got way hotter with no skin. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So, um, <laughs> you know, I do think there's, I think more works for this film than doesn't. Uh, though we have, we have definitely mentioned a lot of the stuff that doesn't work, and that has, that has sort of uh, affected my review a little bit. I will say. Uh, not much, but enough that um, with that said, I'm going to give 2016's The Void. I'm going to give it seven out of ten black uh, trigons of death. Black trigon. <laughs> wow, that autocorrect autocorrected to regions. Yeah, <laughs> let's try that again. Trigons. Trigons like an oh, archaic um, explanation for triangle. So I kind of like that than just saying mm. triangle. Okay, it works. When I was doing it. my research on the like the symbolism of triangles, I came across that, and I was like, I kind of like that word. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I I've never heard that word before. Yeah. So I I now have a new vocab word. Amy Burke, what is your review and rating of the void? Yeah. So um, when I saw it, I was like, wow, you know, visually, wow, wow, wow. You know, just a lot going on, a lot of uh, gore, a lot of just interesting looking things going on. Uh, But then when you kind of dissect the story, it's like, oh, there is a lot of emptiness, a lot of void in the void, I guess. Mm. (laughs) We found out what the real void is. It's the void in the script. (gasps) Then the plot. They met at us. It's very yeah. meta, yeah. They met at us. All right, I'm getting a 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, they did it. But, yeah, like, I feel like. Six. <laughs> but I will say, though, as a just a casual person who would like to sit down on a Sunday evening and, you know, eat some leftovers and just take in just, you know, a, a, a weird 
movie that you probably haven't seen a lot of, you probably have seen some of these things and it's kind of familiar, but not all at the same time. Um, and just to, just to watch something different, you know, on Shudder, because I know sometimes I'll be surfing on Shudder. I'm like, oh, what's that? So The Void did actually catch my eye before you even said, hey, we're watching The Void. So I was like, okay, cool, rock on. That was on my list to watch anyway. Uh, so with that being said, like, I know we did talk about the, you know, uh, definitely the writing slash flow issues, uh, but visually and audibly lovely. Great. Love it. Uh, lots of surprises. Uh, I know we covered them and ruined them all right now, but that's okay. Uh, and a lot of really good, like I said, visuals and things like that. So I would have to say like, just as a casual person, you'll definitely dig it. But if you are the kind of person that, um, is very, I guess almost like a, a technical movie watcher, you know, like you're, you're really paying attention and going, well, wait a second. Why is she pregnant? Or hold on, hold on, hold on. Where did that staircase come from? You know, things like that or uh, cult members. What's up with that? You know, if you're, if you're doing that, then it's going to, it's probably going to bug you just a little bit, but I think you'll still enjoy it too. So I agree. It's, I would say a seven out of 10 just because I, and I would have to say if it was on story alone, if I was like listening to this on the radio and not taking in visuals, it would be a three, but those visuals like, you know, just crank it right up there. Um, and yeah, the, the acting's good. I didn't see really too much weakness. I felt that the nursing student though, I, I don't think that they really capitalized on her a lot. They could have used her yeah. way more. And I think especially like at the start of the movie, she was almost kind of like a morbid type of nursing student. You know what I mean? Like she was looking at a surgical book and like trying to freak out the, you know, person that was with her and stuff. And then by the end of it, she didn't, she couldn't do a cesarean section. You know what I mean? Like she, so I, I felt that there needed to be a little bit of explanation or even turn her into like a morbid curiosity type situation where she's like looking around the hospital and finds these like weird things. And she's like, what is this? So I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more in that situation, but yeah, I, I'll give it a seven out of 10. I dig it. Ontario, you still rocking my book and uh, <laughs> the void. Yeah, fucks, but I'll have to say that it's not the best fuck. It's not like I'll definitely I'll watch it every Sunday from here on out. But, you know, I was like, all right, that was a that was a fun Sunday night. Thank you very much. It was a good 90 minutes. Now get out. <laughs> that would be Get the weirdest that would be the weirdest <laughs> tradition to establish oh this is my sunday night you know wind yeah, up yeah watch the void. gearing up for the week and you know just letting my weekend come to a close no, pull out my leftovers and just watch the i gotta do whatever leftovers sunday. i gotta know what what were the leftovers the, the, the oh, listeners yes. want to know i like to know pizza. those sort of things Okay. It's pizza from what Saturday kind of pizzas bangs man that fucks. and the so ne good. yeah the next day pizza you can eat it cold. You can heat it up a little bit more in the uh, oven if you want. Yeah, you can dip it in stuff like hot sauce or ranch or. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not that guy, but I could I could get behind that though. I'm sure mm -hmm. it tastes good. Or at least the crust. Dip the crust in something. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know who loves the crust? Dogs, man. They love it. Oh yeah. I yeah. This I've film could have used a dog. I've heard. If this it film had a dog. To... I would have given it an eight. 
I've heard uh, <laughs> pizza crust referred to for for dogs as uh, pizza bones. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it's crispy. They like to uh, they yeah. chew on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, what did you think about the void? Well, I kind of think I said it all pretty much. I mean, I don't I don't know that I need to like rehash all my annoying complaints. Um, I I wish that I had watched this movie on my own just for fun before having to watch it to to critique it for this podcast, mm-hmm. because I agree with you. I think I would have enjoyed it more. I think I would have like taken off the like the podcast cap and just been like a casual watcher and enjoyed it a lot more and just kind of like gone with it you know and so i feel a little bit cheated out of that experience but amy i'm glad that you had that experience Mm -hmm. i'm glad that you were able to kind of just enjoy the ride regardless of some lapses in logic you needed Um, some leftover pizza is what it was yeah that's what it was i know (laughs) actually i had some leftover pizza but i ate it earlier yesterday i I watched mine with some chinese i had some lo mein and and sesame chicken while i watched this film that sounds good yeah um I did have some delicious little Mexican cookies that my sister used to give me. And I had Ooh, some, co- that's some, some coffee. I know. <laughs> oh, just wait until we talk about next week's movie. We're, we're okay. about to get real racist in here. Um, oh, Sarah, no. you mean? I was, let's, let's, let's not give away all the jokes. Time. Uh, but <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. I was eating Mexican cookies and drinking some coffee. Cafe con leche. Mm. Uh, so oh, anyway. That's good shit. Cafe con leche. Oh, so good. Anyway. So I did, you know, I had I had good movie food to to accompany me, but uh, yeah, it didn't, it just didn't work so well for me. I see all the stuff that you guys are talking about, though. Like I, I, I did not hate this movie. A lot of it did work for me. I feel like I really want to make that clear. But again, I, you know, I feel like I have kind of a similar opinion about it as I did. Children of the Corn. There were individual elements that I really liked that like surprised me with how good they were um but as a whole it doesn't all come together for me and so that was that was frustrating because I really do feel like I fixed the movie <laughs> like if you had just done this this and this I feel like it would have been great you don't I don't even think they needed to like explain overtly but just had like a suggestion that these are like powerful people in the town and they have money and that they have some reason to believe that he can grant them something even if he never does even if he's just bilking them out of money like a charlatan yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like he needed to have something solid to make them believe in him Mm -hmm. and to like follow him and i'm fine with that coming from kind of some kind of cosmic source like that's cool that's fine with me um but it was just there was too much ambiguity and like not enough um like ligaments to to keep the bones together so <laughs> i don't know if that's what ligaments do i just i, I just said yeah, words do. um <laughs> so i feel like i kind of already said everything i do really like the i like a single setting story as well i i find that like enjoyable cuz it forces your characters to be creative it forces the filmmakers to get creative with their scenarios and like Lord Almighty, there were some creative scenarios in here. So there was no lack of that. Um, I also really enjoy stories set in a small town where everybody kind of knows each other. You know, like the doctors know the police chief who knows the this person and then that. Like everybody just everybody knows each other's business. I, I like that kind of vibe. So I, I did enjoy that. I really like the character of Daniel. Um, I agree that I wanted more 
like I wanted to feel that relationship more with Allison and the loss that they suffered. And, you know, I mean, you can infer a lot, you know, like she says she makes a little comment about his coffee cup or something You're like, oh, they used to be together. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor says, you know, she's still processing what happened and the loss of your child or something. And, oh, OK, they, they had a baby and it's gone. And so that the way that played out, that way that that was communicated to us was fine. That's the kind of thing I mean when I say like it just needs to be suggested or hinted at. You don't have to mm-hmm. tell me like, well, two years ago they lost a child and now she's distraught and it ruined their relationship. The night I don't need just that. like this. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that per se. But just like give me some hints as to what happened. Like let like spark my imagination a little more. Like it was too bare bones. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, all my all the complaints I already said. So that's that's it. But uh yeah, awesome gore, cool looking monster. That that like Sarah baby monster thing really like freaked me out, especially the eyes. Yeah. It's just these like perfectly round, like flat, not shiny, dead looking eyes. Mm-hmm. There was no the sound effects to them. too. It was like making yeah. monster noises, but in the but background you heard crying, baby cries. Like a baby yeah. that yeah. As if it had out. like another head behind it or something. Yeah. So super yeah. effective as a monster. But again, I feel like that should have been one of the failed attempts and not like the ultimate like creation. So I the, the, the creature needed to be a real baby, in my opinion. But anyway. Or make the real um, baby real at first and then it turns into that. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Like, yeah. oh, something oh, went wrong. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. the, the yeah. genetic code uh-huh. malfunctioned or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, exactly. Like, but it has to at least seem real for a, for a minute, you know, like people have to believe in it at first. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like my needle hasn't really moved. I feel like I'm still, it's, it doesn't fuck or suck for me. I feel like I'm kind of in that neutral middle. So I'm going to say five out of 10 black trigons of death. <laughs> so that's, that's what I say. Says I. That's a badass rating. Well, I, you know, I said from the beginning, I are, before you guys even said anything, I knew you guys were going to be all about this and people in the Slack were all about it. Stephen and Leo were all about it. So I'm like, I already know I'm going to lose all my friends. I know people are going to hate me. So, (laughs) but I have to, I have to say what I feel. Again, uh, any of your negative comments uh, towards Jacqueline's review, uh, you can hit us up at spoils of horror at spoils of horror at gmail.com. And you can just, yeah, just just lay into us. Let us know how how much you didn't like the review. Don't yeah. spare my feelings at all. I can yeah. take any kind of um, uh, attacks and abuse that you can dish out. So really, you know, just feel free to be brutally honest. I will have to say, but that in the heading, just, valid we'll just label it Stephen and Leo at Stephen and Leo, just so we know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> all right, um, you guys want to hear a couple of little trivia facts here to wrap this up? Sure. Okay, it's there's not like a ton of great stuff, but there's a couple little. Is everybody behind the mask? The uh the the James guy, the junkie guy. Um, what about what, him? I think he's in uh, Letter Kenny. Uh, I've never watched. It's a uh, kind of like a comedy um type of. I think it's that. Oh no, is it on Hulu? I thought it was on Netflix. I don't remember offhand. Isn't it like it's, a country, country blumpkin? Yeah, sort of, but like so. uh, Canada. Oh my gosh, you're reviving that old chestnut. <laughs> yep. But yeah, the um, the James, the the junkie guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I know him from that. Evan, so. Evan Stern is his name. That's it. Thank you. Mm. 
that was my trivia. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> cool. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't recognize him, but I'm glad you did. It's fun to recognize people. Um, so the special effect, the the budget yep, for the special Kenny. effects was something like I want to say like eighteen thousand dollars or so, but hmm. um, that was totally crowdfunded. The rest of the the rest oh. of the funding for the movie was raised in like you know traditional ways, like through studios and stuff. But the the sp- the practical effects budget came from crowdfunding. I, I don't remember if it was a GoFundMe or an Indiegogo or what, but uh, yeah, the fans paid for that. So that's rad. I think it was an Indiegogo because I stuck around uh, for the uh, credits because mm, I okay. wanted to see who did like the effects and stuff. And mm. then I saw, thank you, our Indiegogo backers. And then it was like a long list of people. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. That's there neat. You go. I do you know that's that the creators weird. of this, they uh, they did um, Psycho Gorman also. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah. So Indiegogo, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the hospital setting was actually a former high school. So oh, there you go. Really? Uh, the writers of the film say they were inspired by Guillermo del Toro, who was working on the ill-fated At the Mountains of Madness when he yes. made a comment about wanting to do Lovecraft, but in a way that no one had envisioned or seen before. So I don't know if this quite like fits that bill, but... Mm. I've uh, seen stills of like... That was a movie that he was trying to put out that just I don't know it never it never worked out and I've seen recently there were stills of it like or conception art um, released and it looked interesting. Yeah, it was Cthulhu esque on like a mountain like with uh, like yeah like Mm -hmm. a Mount Everest sort of vibe to it. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, And finally, the filmmakers say they intentionally leave the Black Pyramid and much of the cult a mystery for viewers to use their own imaginations and create their own explanations and theories. Okay. It, like I respect that idea, mm. but there there is such a thing as going too far with that and like not like just providing too little to your viewers. And so I, I feel like you guys don't, you know, that doesn't have such an impact on you, but for for me that just didn't work. So. Well, here's my thing is like I still have my first time viewing when I wasn't a podcaster. <clears throat> fall back yeah. on of how I felt when I first saw this film right. and that does that does reflect part of my review as well so yeah and that's meaningful that's totally meaningful yeah, yeah. And for me like I do remember like and I know a lot of people that are in the horror that if I mention this film they're like oh that's it that's one of my jams like I like that film like and they do you could critique it and they'll probably understand your critiques at the same mm-hmm. time they'll be like well I still dig it though I, I I like what it does you know I like the gore they like the pacing and it's quick and you know, it's not over. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And I absolutely would not begrudge that to anyone. Again, this film does not suck. I don't if I if this were like a one out of 10 movie for me, yeah. then I would be like, oh, I think what it is, is that it does a lot of things well and you want more of it because yeah, you're like, wow, so that's what's like, disappointing. I really you know? like what this is doing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, I wish it was just leaning a little bit heavier in this area. Yeah. Uh, this one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't hate it. But that's uh, totally yeah, I, well, and I feel like that was. That was kind of where I was coming from last week with The Ring, although I I feel like empirically The Ring is a superior movie to this. But I do have a lot of a, like a long emotional history with that movie. Um, if that were my first time watching it, I don't know what I would have thought of The Ring, but it has like an emotional history for me. And I bring that with me and I can't let go of it even mm-hmm. when trying to do a review. So, you know, people might feel that way about this movie. Um, yeah. You know, it's not it's not as old, but still, you know. You might have that emotional connection that you bring with you. 
So this is definitely one of those films that I'm just happy was made though. Like it was yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. product and I'm just a, a project and I'm just glad that like it's out there in the ether or the void, if you will. <laughs> it touches on some cool things that I do like in my horror films. Uh, mm-hmm. And I dig that, you know? Yeah. I mean, anything that's just creative, like something that takes a risk and takes a chance. I, I'm, I'm into that. That's and the main you know, thing. That's I, I commend that. Yeah, the practical effects in this film, just like yeah. there's not too many films that are still doing that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yes, they're homages to like the thing. They're little uh, fucking spindly fucking tentacles waving around, like doing the thing stuff. The thing thing. The thing thing. Would... The thing thing. Um, thing but thing. you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I love that. You know, I love the thing. So yeah, <laughs> give, yeah. give me that. So. I saw that as like a loving homage and not yeah. a oh. like a, a rip off or whatever. There's a lot of that in here. Like there's yeah. definitely Phantasm and Hellraiser and there's some other things too. And I think that's okay. I think it doesn't it doesn't even come close to the line of crossing into like plagiarism territory. No, I think no. it's all I think it's all loving homage in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it is. I I did notice uh especially like <laughs> I was like, "Oh, an axe." Of course. You know, it, it, <laughs> there was an axe uh I especially I think I wrote it down like somewhere in my notes like um when the pregnant woman when we're finding out oh she's a psycho and she's a part of this cult and she's about to birth this ridiculousness <laughs> and she's kind of like trying to chase after the nursing student and the nursing student of course is hiding someplace and this pregnant woman who just moments ago was like dying on the floor is now up with an axe dragging it behind her looking for her. and i was just like of course we gotta drag the axe of course Very we gotta cra- drag the, the axe. crazies yes yes <laughs> which they they make that nod towards romero early yeah. on yeah so i was yeah. like all right i yep, really yep, like yep, that yep. movie yeah. By <laughs> so, um, the way, her face, face that pregnant girl, her, that like the face she was making once mm-hmm. you find out she's in the cult, she has this like yeah. creepy yeah. smile. I was like, ah! It's as Get if she was repressing me. that the whole time. Like uh-huh. that's how she wanted to be. And she was doing the nice face. And that was the one she the was nice for. Face. Yeah. She's trying nice to be face. all the innocent oh, no. face. Yeah. I'm innocent. I don't, don't look at me. I don't mm. know. I'm not. I my baby a, was from Immaculate Conception. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a hell beast in my belly. <laughs> can i just say how relieved i was that that old guy with her was her grandfather was, yes i was so worried that was gonna be the baby's father yeah me too <laughs> like I when they, well, although the father really was like a, a different old guy yeah um, true true but he was a diddler ew he should have just been a gynecologist and then that would have connected the dots a little bit more like how he <laughs> was able to impregnate her or like a um but ew! Oh. The, but remember that news story about the gynecologist who really did that? Yeah, yeah that's like gross. He, that's he actually a, yeah, you're right. That's um, he's like a that's a little too close to home. And, uh, <laughs> sounds horrible. Fertilization, but that's not right. Fertility mm. clinic, <laughs> a yes, pregnancy specialist. Was, yeah, and he was fertilizing OBGYN with his own sperm. Yeah, gosh, yeah, disgusting. Anyway, but, yeah, no, th- that anyway, actually it, a whole other horror movie. It would have been interesting to see that, but I am glad that they. Because when they first introduced those two characters, the older gentleman and the the uh, teenager, and the way she was like kind of acting, I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this like a child bride type situation?" And I'm like, "Ew, gross." But then, like, they kind of explain a little more. I'm like, "Okay, we're cool, we're good." Yeah, oh, you got the father somewhere in there. Like, that's my son's baby. You got in there. <laughs> he can't talk though, because he got an injury on his neck. So I'm gonna do the talking for him. I just was like, please, 
He got an injury from chewing the tobacco. This is even more sinister, please. Yeah. (laughs) Can't take much more. Yeah, we didn't need let's we don't need to take it in that direction, also. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've just about covered the void from 2016. And by the void, I mean Heiderberg's butthole. So triangle shape. It's it's shaped like a triangle. Yeah, it is. The Illuminati warships my butthole. You said it. I didn't. It's. I mean, it's. It's a well-known <laughs> cult that's getting a Netflix special mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. So, a documentary about it. Anyway, uh, for next week, we're going to turn in a little bit of a different direction. We're going to be covering the movie Huesera from 2023. It's brand new. It's a Mexican horror film. If you need help spelling that, it's H U E S E R A. Huesera. I believe, I it's believe it is Hosera. Hosera. Yes, <laughs> that's. Uh, that's that's how you can pronounce it if you want to (laughs) i'm gonna get it not gonna be right but you can you can do it if you want to (laughs) anyway yes wesera also known as the bone woman um if you're seeing the translated title so that's i believe streaming for free on amazon prime um well that's my pick in case you hadn't guessed that but that's that's my pick for next week we'll be talking about that so i'm looking forward to that in the meantime if you'd like to um send me emails about why you think i'm right about the void please email us at a different email address than the one i gave you <laughs> earlier if you hate me uh if you like me email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter at cut above horror uh you can message me on instagram about my butthole at uh, a cut above <laughs> one word dot horror underscore review uh you can also friend us on facebook because we need all those friends for our cult of the triangle <laughs> at a cut above colon colon's the colon uh, horror review also just to touch on um the next week's episode we're going to have caitlin grant from oh, yes. it Up podcast as a yep. special that's been confirmed so first time guest appearance by caitlin and she is smarter than any of us and so i look forward to i've already asked you to dumb it down a little bit so she we don't sound so stupid yeah she's gonna she's gonna say some smart stuff so small words (laughs) (laughs) Woo! i don't know where you got all that book learning (laughs) for hope for ho sarah (laughs) ho sarah the bone lady that's what it's called that's that's a fact so anyway yes and thank you again to amy burke um amy thank you thank you thank you so much for coming back to our show and gracing us with your wit and humor and intelligence thank you so much for having me i appreciate it for sure i mean not to gush but no no gush please continue (laughs) (laughs) but no yeah thank you so much for having me i absolutely love doing these things and honestly you guys pushed me to watch movies that I probably wouldn't have uh, seen. So I appreciate you opening my horizons and dragging me into the void or nice. <laughs> or and uh, experiencing a triangle butthole. Uh, I think we made fun. you get Shudder also. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. You guys inspired me to get Shudder and I have not That's looked worth back. It. That's for sure. We're spreading oh, joy fun. in the world, Hyderberg. I love it. Where can where can uh, everybody find you again? Just so. Oh yeah, so uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can find me at Amy Burke, A M I E B U R K E A bomb. That's across the way, and my website as well is uh, my name, Amy Burke dot online, and you can find a bunch of stuff that I'm into and uh, 
shenanigans but not butthole pictures sorry that no you can refer to me for those yeah they're trying you do i will say though on your insta you do have some rather provocative photos that are lovely and you do provocative yeah i I did uh i know the cosplay a little bit yeah i did Mm -hmm. i actually i did uh one shoot recently it's uh i call it sexy dad so it was just like the weirdest boner from that one it was so weird (laughs) that you know what you're not the only one my guy yeah. <laughs> i've heard that quite a bit like i had no idea that there i was had a, a pro- for dad provocative like feminine um vibe to it but you were dressed in like long tube socks and mm-hmm. like tidy whities yeah you it was it, it had that sexy dad vibe it was weird <laughs> I, I freaked out a lot of people. That's like true. a Homer Simpson centerfold. They it just, was... they don't get it. Yeah, it was, it was, worlds were colliding. Don't waste, don't waste your time with those rubes who don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like to involve myself in all kinds of shenanigans. So definitely follow me and, and see what I'm up to. Yeah, she's a great follow, follow um, uh, as well as a great guest host. So thank you again, thank Amy. You're you. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Can't wait to have you on again. Yes. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Plot twist. Also... She hates cult movies. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I say I'm in the wrong area if that's the case. That's for sure. She's she's our cult expert. <laughs> I have become the cult expert. Next time I'm gonna dress up like uh, Jim Jones. Show up next yes, time like that. Cult of personality. <laughs> I would like All to right. just quickly mm-hmm. thank everyone that's taken the time to give us a five star rating and review on iTunes and Spotify. It's greatly appreciated. So thank you everybody who's done that. Absolutely. Bro. Yep, keep those coming. All right, so Hyderberg, I will see you back here next week along with uh, first-time guest Caitlin from Plug It Up Podcast. We'll be discussing Wesera from 2023, The Bone Woman. So can't wait to talk to you about that. Something brand new for once, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, have a great week. And keep it creepy. (laughs) 